You are listening to the Purvakhyan podcast where we discuss historical events and impressions of the past. This podcast is dedicated in the loving memory of our late grandfather Kaka Sahib Chitare. He loved to tell stories, all kinds of stories, especially about his experiences. His face lit up when he shared stories and they were in such detail as if he remembered them from a few minutes ago. He always shared a piece of his past to let us learn from it. Hello everyone. This is the second podcast of our Unification of United Kingdom series and today we will be seeing the unification of Ireland into United Kingdom. This unification is definitely a roller coaster of events. So I I hope you guys enjoy. Now, let's come to the second most prominent region, which is the evergreen Ireland. When we think of Ireland, we picture beautiful green landscapes, castles, the giants, causeway, sheep, potatoes, red hair, and many more things. But then, when it comes to history, we don't really know much about it. But Ireland's history certainly doesn't lack in complexity, diversity, confrontations, or rivalries. This solitary island from the British mainland has a lot to tell and hopefully all of us will listen. Right. So Ireland's history is actually quite interconnected or intertwined with um much of the history of the main British Isles like England, Scotland and Wales. So um not just its histories intertwined or influenced by uh, the British Isles but the British Isles are also influenced by Ireland because uh, if you remember in while we were talking about Scotland i had mentioned that Scotland the name derived from an Irish tribe named Scotties so that's one fine example of how their histories are connected with each other okay wait So did our beloved Vikings invade even this single island? Definitely. That was what the Vikings did at that time. It was like their thing. They were experts in that and they loved doing that. So uh, they had in, uh, invaded Ireland in the 8th century and after them just like all the other European countries they had many other invaders. The prominent ones were uh, in 1167 the Normans the uh, French kings had invaded uh, Ireland after capturing the British main island. Okay, so can you just go a bit more uh, on detail on the Normans? Sure. Um Normans now uh like I said they were the British ki- uh, sorry the French kings. So um they had invaded and dethroned the Anglo-Saxons that were already there in the British mainland. It was prominently uh, a king by the name William the Conqueror. So he conquered uh, the British mainland and ascended to the throne. And then, you know, why stop there? So he continued into Ireland as well. <laughs> so um, after the Normans did capture Ireland, they could not capture all of Ireland. There existed many Irish origin kingdoms in uh, the main island. But then as time passed the influence of the Normans it went on weakening and the Irish kingdom started to uh, grow mainly because of the plague the black death all of that the Norman influence on Ireland started to reduce but then you know rolled along a fellow 
who was quite famous. Now, he was famous for his jurisdiction on his spouses and relatives. You know, if you recall, okay. he was called Henry VIII. Yeah, I kind of guessed that once you said <laughs> jurisdiction on spouses. Yes. <laughs> so, he was ambitious enough to reinvade Ireland and after years of war quelling down rebellions and all that stuff in each and every province of Ireland he had conquered all of it wow so that means ireland was under england yep yeah. fun fact um if you remember james the 4th or or you know james the 1st uh, who had become the king of scotland and england together that means he also became the king of Ireland and thus he actually briefly unified all three of them. Oh, so we see a glimpse of the United Kingdom. Yes, and along with a glimpse of the unification, we also see a glimpse or rather the seeds of another major event in history. We know that the United Kingdom is actually United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So why Northern Ireland? Right. Um so the Irish people um they were not that happy under uh, the rule of England. So to amass a stronghold, the kings uh, that ruled in England, they sent uh Protestants from England and uh to buy the Irish land. So these Protestants, they were sold the Irish land and they eventually tried to settle there so that there might be some English population that they could uh, rule over. But this was not that welcomed in uh, most parts of Ireland except in the northern region. So in the northern region, you saw that this plan worked and there were a lot of British descendants. Okay. So here we see a division in the ancestry of the people. So... Did this unification last? Not exactly. Um, Ireland then joined in the revolt of the three kingdoms that was against England. And Wolfstone and the United Irishmen, as they were, they led a revolt and uh, joining Ireland as one country because, uh, like I said, Wolfstone and the United Irishmen. So they were Catholics, Protestants, any kind of All differences sorts. were left aside and Wolfstone had managed to do that and they had, um, he had led a revolt but it was brutally suppressed by uh, England and Ireland now had to become a part of the UK. So in 1801, it officially joined United Kingdom of Great Britain. Okay, but then what about the other Ireland? Like the one that we know is called Ireland. Did they join in? So if you see, um, they joined in as an entire Ireland country. So the entirety of Ireland joined into UK. But... You see that there were many conflicts between uh, both the regions. So as the centuries rolled on, Irish settlements, they grew more and more unhappy with the British rule. This was largely due to the huge poverty, the potato famine that rolled in, and widespread discrimination against the Catholics of Ireland. So these Catholics, they were majority in Ireland, and the Protestants were a minority, if you see in the religion, but in England, there was a majority of Protestants. So there was a huge discrimination against the Catholics of Ireland. 
Okay. Then uh, Britain just decided because it was getting out of its hand. The conflict with the Catholics of Ireland was getting out of his hand. So Britain decided to divide these provinces and the northern region, uh, who was in support of the Union, they were largely British descendants. So you see why they were a bit supportive towards the Union. And they decided to integrate that into the United Kingdom and the southern region would remain separate. So uh, that's where they decided to divide. Yet we refer to the region as Ireland rather than Southern Ireland. So actually, uh, there's even more conflicting history uh, with regard to that Southern Ireland. Um, Most Irish in that region, they believed that Ireland should now become a republic, like a sovereign country. Okay, so they preferred to remain independent from the Union. Like completely independent as a country. But some just demanded a free state. So they would be under the jurisdiction of the United Kingdom, but they would have their own, you know, maybe constitution or policies or parliament. But they would be under that jurisdiction. So this disparity in ideologies was was sparked a conflict between these two um, people. And in the end, Ireland did become a republic. So that's why we have a different country named Republic of Ireland. Okay, but did this division of ideologies also occur in the northern region? I mean, not everyone would want the same thing, right? So did these two ideologies, uh, the demand of a republic and the other demand of a free state, affect the northern region as well? Um, so in the north, uh, we saw a majority of Catholics over the Protestants, like, just like um, a majority in all of Ireland. Uh, but uh, you could see that the Catholics, they supported being true Irish. They thought of themselves as Irish people, and so they supported the republics, the republican ideology. But the Protestants, they vouched for a union because most of them were British descendants. So this ignited a division between the religion as well. This Catholic and Protestant division is something that has lasted for such a long time that we see that even today. We could put this as the ripple effect left by the events of the unification of Ireland and even Scotland into the UK. I think even now we see a push and pull for the independence of Scotland and maybe a unification of the two islands. Yes, so um, we saw like in 2010s or 2015s, I'm not really sure about the date, But um, at that time, there was a vote held by the Scottish Parliament and they discussed the bill on whether Scotland should remain an independent nation or a free state from from, uh, in the United Kingdom itself. So uh, when they voted this, the general public also, a lot of the general public were in favour of an independent Scotland. But just by a slight margin, the favour for um, staying in the United Kingdom, it won. So I think there are chances that you could see an independent Scotland. There was also another incident um, that um, all the countries in um, in United Kingdom, Northern Ireland, Scotland or Wales, other than England, they uh, vouched to stay in the European Union, whereas England preferred to come out of the European Union. So that's why when the United Kingdom came out of the European Union, 
uh, that I think those kinds of instances uh, have engraved a doubt in people's mind that whether these countries will remain a part of the United Kingdom. Right. And then there are many conflicts in between Northern Ireland and uh, the main island. There are many problems, not conflicts like how they were before, yeah. but there are many problems because that Northern region, it isn't geographically, you know properly divided it isn't divided according to the rivers or the mountains or the landscape it is divided among the people people in support of the union people not in support of the union so it is very weirdly divided and there is literally a road which goes from uh, there's a highway national highway in uh, ireland that starts from uh, the republic of ireland goes into the northern county then again comes after a few kilometers again comes out into the Republic of Ireland, then again after two kilometers goes into the northern county, and then it ends with the Republic of Ireland. So that kind of... Uh, this is the fine example of why uh, they want this island to be unified again. Also, this border thing, I think it's kind of common with every, every country that British have ruled. It is quite a uh, disturbing thing because they were a third party, they were a third empire who didn't... Uh, in India, it was a very special case. In Africa, a very special case because these were colonies of uh, the British Empire, the United Kingdom. So they were a completely third uh, island, a third geography for them. Yet they should have just left it, left it to the people of that region because they're going to leave them independent anyways. So they should have just left it that way and they could have divided on their own. Interfering in a third party doesn't necessarily mean you're doing them a good thing, right? Exactly. But uh, if you see this kind of event, the unification or the formation of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, the, these kind of major events in the history of uh, Europe or the history of the world, they have a long rippling effect. You see, many because of that United Kingdom, they could become a stronger power. And that's why they could colonize even more people. So all in all, it reflects... Uh, onto many situations in history and then it paves a way for a different kind of future. So exactly. these kind of events, that's the most interesting or that's the key point in history. Everything that happens always ripples to something else happening, maybe all across the globe. Like you haven't ever met that country, yet you will cause changes in that country. Exactly. So I think everyone has learned from that mistake now. And we've developed into... We have a better understanding. And we're more aware of what the consequences will be. And we'll definitely be looking at some more consequences of two very powerful nations at the time. Still are, arguably. Quite powerful. Yeah. So we're going to see what they did, what they made results out the of. Tension. Oh, my God. <laughs> the tension between them. The cold tension between them. Exactly. Wonderful panther. And we're going to see what they kind of, the consequences, the horrible consequences that they occurred after out. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Learn from the past, everyone. This is why we learn history. Yeah, exactly. One reason why we learn history, and that's the most important reason. 
Okay, so we'll see you in the next podcast, and I hope you all will enjoy listening to this podcast as well as the upcoming po- podcast that we bring. It's about if you haven't guessed already, the Cold War, <laughs> U.S. and Russia. That's what we'll be talking about. If you liked this podcast, please like, share, subscribe, and follow our Instagram underscore purvakyan underscore. Thank you. Disclaimer: This podcast does not wish to harm any values or opinions of any person or community. This is merely a history podcast to share information.